Welcome to the Always Create Podcast. I'm your co-host, Asa Graham. And with me is Chase Hamilton. What's going on? We're super excited about this podcast. We uh, had the idea to start it, um, I don't know, like in the last month or so. And it's it's going to be a lot of fun. We're super excited for this journey that we're about to embark on with you guys. Um, so yeah, Chase, why don't you uh, get us started with a little bit about what the podcast is going to be about, what it represents for you. All right. So the podcast is going to be about us kind of talking about uh, our creative journey and things that we've learned on the road so far and uh, just some of the things that we have to deal with, some of the things that we have to deal with as creators. Um, For me, this podcast is about uh, community and it's about always trying to find an opportunity to add to your passion uh, whatever that may be throughout your day, uh, whether it's drawing inspiration for something that you see, something that you hear, or something that you do, just always kind of being on the lookout for something that Yo, can. Hold on. I don't want to interrupt too much, but like you start, you said something about like adding to your passion, and like I don't know, I just like I'm, I hear that, and I immediately, for me personally, I think of music. I think about what I'm trying to do, you know. But I shouldn't say a lot of people don't have passion similar to that because we all, I think we, everybody has something that they're super passionate about and they wish could be, you know, their full-time job or whatever. But there's a lot of other things that you have to be passionate for. Like right now I'm thinking of, of like parenthood, you know, like as a parent, you have to be passionate for your kids. You have to be passionate for your family and being a good father or mother figure, you know? And that that's not like something you can just wake up and do. That's like, that's another thing you have to work at, you know? I just thought that was really interesting. So that you said it, phrase it in that way, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that it is important to mention that we're super lucky to have found our passions at, you know, 20 and 19, respectively, because um, a lot of people are kind of lost and they don't know what they're doing. But uh, you don't necessarily have to have found your thing, uh, quote unquote, for your life yet in order to... Uh, in order to identify with this podcast and in order to kind of be on the lookout to find something that just can add value to whatever you're doing, I guess is a better way to, is a better way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't know, we, we obviously both love Gary Vee and he always talks about how like it's never too late to start. And um, I was listening to his book, Crushing It, which is a really great book. I haven't even finished it yet, but in there he talks repeatedly about how like you can be 40 plus, you can be 50 plus, you can be 60 plus, and you can still have like a side hustle, something that you're working on, just like a project of yours that you can work on. And like, I guess for me, the thing that really separates Always Create from uh, other ideas on other podcasts, whatever, is that you have the ability to always create opportunity and always create success. It's not any kind of, uh, there's no limit to that. You can be any age and at any stage in life and every single moment that passes, you have an opportunity to create something. And that's what I love about it because it's like the name always create insinuates that it's for creatives or something like that, but it's not, it's for everybody. Everybody has an opportunity to create. When you wake up and you open your eyes, you regain consciousness from sleeping, having dreams, whatever, immediately it's a decision of how you're going to approach your day. It's a decision of how you're going to get a little bit closer to your goals. It's how it's a decision how you're going to spend a little bit more time with people that matter to you. Um, you know everything. Every every 
moment that passes comes with another decision and another chance to create something that's beneficial for you. And that's going to be different things for different people. But I I just love that idea that every moment that passes, you have an opportunity to create something positive for yourself. Yeah, man, absolutely. It's really great. Um, So give a little bit of your backstory. Um, Like, uh, yeah, give us some backstory. Yeah, and I think, I think that this is actually a really good point to do some of the backstory because uh, you mentioned about how Gary talks so much about how it's never too late to find your passion. And I think in both of our backstories, uh, people are going to find that what we're calling our passions right now uh, are relatively new for the both of us. So I uh, was born and raised in Henderson, Nevada. I've been here my whole life. Uh, it's southwest of Las Vegas. You say southwest Las Vegas as if like you can't freaking walk to the strip. So I, you can't walk to the strip. That'd be a uh, long, you can't walk. That'd be a long like, walk. I mean, when I lived there, I could walk or I could drive like ten minutes. And I was on the strip. So it's, yeah, it's not. It's, it's not right like, there. It's not like other cities and suburb type deal where it's a you know thirty to an hour. 30 minutes to an hour drive to get there. We're pretty close. But just yeah. for some context, because most people here in Nevada and they think Las Vegas and there's more here. Um, but yeah, so Henderson, Nevada. Uh, I've been an athlete my entire life. Started playing sports when I was three. Um, tried a little bit of everything. Soccer, t-ball, football. Stuck with football for a little bit. Played that for two years. And then got into soccer. I did, yeah. I was pretty good, too. I was just a lot bigger than all the other kids when I was that in helps, man. third, third through fifth grade. And that was cool. Um, but my identity for the majority of my life has been an athlete. Um, I stuck with soccer starting in seventh grade and stuck with that through high school. I also did track in high school and ended up going to college for track last year. Um, when I graduated high school was the first time that I picked up an actual camera. I had just been taking pictures on my phone. And now I would say that the majority of my identity is wrapped around being a photographer, um, which is something that I never would have thought I would be had you asked me at any point during high school. Yeah, honestly, that came as such a shock as one day you were just like, you know, I, I'm thinking about like getting a camera and I was just like, what like where the hell did that come from so like talk about that a little bit where like i have no idea where why did you start be like wanting to pursue that yeah man uh you know we have crazy sunsets here in vegas and i started taking pictures of them just on my iphone i started an album uh keeping track of all the crazy sunset pictures i took and i remember one day i was in my backyard and i took a picture over the wall from my backyard and like the wall was in focus and the rest of the picture was out of focus and you can't really get shots like that uh all the time on your iphone just because the camera's not built that way and it reminded me of something uh that you would take on a professional camera and i was like oh man like i need to get an actual camera and start taking pictures and uh when i got my camera for graduation that was the first thing i started taking pictures of was sunsets so that's kind of how it all started yeah, I remember that. You you did a lot of uh, sunrise, sunset pictures right from the beginning. Yep. And it's crazy how far you've come in photography, too. Like, I remember seeing some pictures, and I was just like, yeah, like, I mean, you can tell they're taken with a good camera, but, like, you've grown so much since then. It's crazy. Yeah, I, like, um, when I first started, I was just 
cranking the contrast and the saturation on my pictures, not really knowing what I was doing. And now I don't even shoot landscapes that much. I'm mostly a portrait photographer. So it's crazy yeah. how things change. Talk about that too. Like where, like how have you progressed in your journey? What, like what progress have you made there? How'd you make that progress? Um, yeah, just like talk about how you've started and how you got to where you're at now. Yeah. So I started, um, I started taking landscape pictures because I like sunsets. But the thing that I really like, even to this day about landscape, is that you don't have to worry about coordinating with another person. You know, like the landscape yeah. is always going to be there. It doesn't matter the time of day. It doesn't matter. Nothing else matters besides you and your camera, uh, which was really attractive to me because I'm a night owl. Um, a lot of my sunrise missions, I didn't sleep the night before. I would just stay up, go out, sun would come up, I take pictures, and then I'm coming home and going to bed. Um, but I just found that there was a lack of there was a lack of depth, uh, kind of. Uh, or when I was looking at my pictures, there wasn't so much a connection because I wasn't looking at another face. You know, it was just mountains or clouds or whatever, and you know, the landscape would be right, yeah. When I started taking pictures of my friends, um, the biggest inspiration for me for taking portraits was actually Brandon Wolfel. And in my early pictures, I was just straight copying his style. Um, yeah. They were really bad. They were underexposed. They were oversaturated. I mean, I feel like everybody who starts out in photography does exactly that. Yeah. They, but, and you don't really know until you consume work from other photographers, uh, you know, what's kind of tasteful and what isn't. And I quickly learned uh, that cranking the saturation on my pictures up to, I don't know, 50 and up was not the thing to do. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the same thing with music, though. Like everybody, when you're getting started, they say, one, it takes time. Just You just have to like keep trying and you'll figure it out eventually. But the other like actual solid piece of advice is just trying to recreate beats or songs from scratch because that's the only way to learn like how they did it. And you can be like, oh, so they did it like this and then I can apply that to my workflow. So yeah. it's, I think it's really funny that you mentioned uh, recreating beats because that is super frowned upon in the photography community for whatever reason. I remember when I was starting out, like I wasn't trying to be the next Brandon Wolfel, you know, I was like, wow, right. I like his pictures. His pictures are great. Let me try to do that. And I got so many, like, I got a lot of hate in my DMs from random people that I didn't know that didn't follow me. Just like, oh, you're not going to get anywhere in photography if you try to copy other people's style. And it like, it wasn't that deep for me. I was just like, man, I like these pictures. I want to see if I can do it. Yeah. But I found that uh, the best way to kind of come up with your own style is to imitate as many people as possible. And then you're going to take one or two things from the people that you're trying to emulate. And then you're going to bring those together and make it your own and find your own style. Like, I don't really know how you form your style without doing that. So it kind of bothers me that that's so frowned upon because it's all just a learning experience, you know? Yeah, no, it totally is. And like, that's the beautiful thing about collaborating with other people is that like, it's not even necessarily like a direct collab, like you're in person working together, but even just trying to learn from them and what they've done in the past, because sometimes it's just that one, that one little thing that completely changes everything that you're doing. You know, that one little bit of advice or that one uh, setting that needs to be tweaked just a little bit here or there. And everything else just kind of like falls into place after that, you know? And it, like, you never know where that's going to come from. That's why you can't like shy away from working with other people, even when it seems like they have less 
uh, less support, less momentum than you or whatever, that you can't shy away from anything because collaborations, they, like they could be the key that gives you the success that you've been looking for, you know? Yeah. And you 100%. never know what's going to come from. Yeah. And I definitely learned that lesson a little bit this summer because uh, I was helping out Nick, you know, Nick Turk. Yeah. I was helping him out because he got into photography and he was, I think he started off a little bit better than I did. Um, but he definitely had more to learn than I did at this point. But I definitely got inspiration from shooting with him, just seeing how he did things and his thought process behind it. So I think that there's something to gain uh, from everybody's kind of creative process, whether yeah. they're above or below you, you know, depending on how you look at it. And like, there's just art. It, it's, I don't know how to explain it. It's it's not a science, but like it almost is. But I'm trying to, I'm trying to say like, it's just, it's such a not, it's so not a science to the point where everybody does it differently to accomplish the the same end result, you know? Absolutely. And it, I don't know like how that happens because like we're all trying to do the same things and yet nobody does anything the same. The thought process through the actual workflows are always different. And it's kind of crazy to think about that because I mean, I can, when I was getting started, I would literally watch tutorials and do the exact same thing in those tutorials. And I would still end up with different results, you know? Yeah. And it's just kind of crazy the way that works, you know? Yeah. So you kind of given us a glimpse into um, what you do in responding to my backstory. But let's get a little yeah. bit more in-depth on yours. So I, uh, I played soccer my whole life. I moved around the country. I lived in eight different states, moved 12 different times. Um, I'm in Texas right now. I'm going to school at Texas A&M. Uh, I'm a sophomore here and I've been in Texas now for, this is my one, two, three. This is going to be my fourth year. I'm in my fourth year um, in Texas again. I used to live here when I was younger too. Uh, but yeah, so I played soccer my whole life. And then during my senior year of high school, I, well, actually, I mean, honestly, I wanted to do music for most of high school because I had a buddy that I played soccer with in Vegas when I lived there. Um, and he got into music super early. He was so talented. His name's Matt Siciano. Uh, and he's an absolutely insane producer. And he has like just the musical, he's a musical genius, honestly. Like he understands it so well. And with no formal training, I remember he made a song, I think it was after uh, one of the, one of the big shootings at an elementary school. I can't remember which school it was. Um, and like he had to leave school. He went home and he wrote like the most beautiful song. And it was so emotional and moving. Um, it, it was absolutely like heart touching the way he he worked with the piano in that song, you know? And just ever since, I mean, I shouldn't say it was that moment, but knowing him and understanding how music works, like everybody loves music, you know, like tar nobody dislikes it. Yeah. But seeing him actually get behind the scenes and work with it and create it, I was like, wow, dude, like I want to make music. And then I just didn't do it. I was too focused on soccer and school and girls and whatever else, you know, I just, I never got into actually doing it. Um, fast forward a little bit, senior year of high school, then there were a bunch of people at, uh, you know, Coronado, our old high school that were starting to rap. And I was just like, yo, these guys are trash. Yeah, they Absolute were really bad. Garbage. I was like, I know I can do better than any of them. And so then I was kind of like the start of me wanting to make music for myself, you know? 
So I started rapping with that. And I mean, I, I was t- garbage too. I feel like I was better than them, but I was still garbage, you know? But that was kind of where it started was like out of spite, just the fact that they were trash and I wanted to be better than them and just prove that I could do it. And then I had a lot of fun with it. So I just kind of stuck with it. And it was still a couple months later before I was like, why don't I produce the music myself? Because like when you're rapping and you, you're just the rapper, you have to pay for beats because you can't just steal stuff. You know, you'll get, you know, copyright infringements and your music will get taken down, whatever else. So you have to pay for the beats. And I, I don't have any money coming in like that. So I didn't want to have to pay for anything. So I, between not wanting to pay for stuff and having always wanted to get into it, I was just like, you know, fuck it. Like I, I have to teach myself how to make beats. And so that, that process started several months later. But now it's been a year and a half, a little over that, coming up on two years that I've been doing music. And I love it, dude. It's it's everything that I could possibly want in like a, a passion, you know? Because you, you get to touch so many people. It's the music itself, which is impactful, but it's also just fun, you know? Yeah. So I, that's what I've been doing. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I feel like the Always Trade podcast is going to go really hand-in-hand with that because music is like, it's always there. There, There's always an opportunity to create a mood for somebody else, for somebody else to experience what you've been feeling. And that's one of my favorite parts about it. Like like Big Sean's one of my favorite rappers because he always makes it known his work rate and how his ambition was got him, is is what got him to where he's at. He doesn't make too many party songs or too many songs that are just about like doing drugs, drinking or whatever, you know? Like his songs clearly have a message behind them, almost every single one. Um, so I, like I've always respected that and wanted to, I've aspired to be in a similar position as him, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of that. I've been working on a YouTube page, YouTube channel for a while now. And... I think I think I'm gonna I'm gonna shift gears with that because the way I've been doing it, I've just been like uploading beats and trying to get traction doing that. But I kind of want to make it more of a vlog style and do more tutorials and stuff like that because a lot of people, a lot of people who do tutorials, like they they make them for people who already understand X, Y, and Z. And when I was starting, I didn't I didn't even know what like a kick was, you know, mm. I didn't know what a snare was. And I had no musical experience. So I, when I was like hitting stuff on the piano, like nothing was happening. It sounded like absolute garbage. Like, I don't know. I'm just like, I want to make some tutorials that are for people who knew literally nothing like me. So yeah, I think that's super important um, for a couple of reasons. One, it's so much easier to make a connection uh, with a person rather than a username. And you definitely yeah. get that if you're doing vlogs. And two, if you're kind of pandering to people who are really like at the bottom of the game, just starting out, that's going to be a lasting connection too. Because if you think about both of us, we have super strong uh, connections with the people who got us started, Matt for you. And uh, I'd say Brandon Wolfel for me, kind of the starting inspirations. So you get people who, you know, they're like, oh, your first tutorial, like really taught me about beat making. And now I'm here. Like that connection doesn't go away, you know? No, I totally agree. You know, I was thinking about this too. Like, I mean, my ultimate goal is basically to be, I I mean, I hate, I don't want to say I hate saying this because of the trend, you know, fuck Russ and all that. But I want to be the next Russ in the sense that he did everything himself. He made all the beats, he mixed, mastered, did everything himself. And I want to do my, that same exact thing, but with music itself. And because like right now I'm focusing a lot on the beats 
But um, I want to do everything and have go on tour, have people love my music, go to go to arenas, and like people are just like loving my shit. You know, like that is the ultimate goal for me. That is what drives me every single day is to get on stage with thousands of people screaming my songs. Like that is that is what drives me right now. Um, and what if Russ had been vlogging his entire experience, bro? Like, what if I could go back to his high school days and watch videos of him making beats back then and writing raps back then and on, on his journey, like the whole way through, bro? Like, I would watch every single second of his journey. Because yeah, now, man. like, I mean, I got on the on the Rush train late. Like, I didn't know about him until I think it was like a month or two before his debut album came out, you know? Oh, and really? I fit, th- yeah, like, I think the first single I heard from him was Cherry Hill which was like the single that um, preceded the album. Yeah. And like, so I, 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 didn't, I wasn't a part of that journey on it. I wasn't a part of his come up. And like, if he was vlogging that whole thing, like, oh my God, dude, like I would eat that up. And I just, I want to have that kind of journey from zero to, to all the way up to, until I'm getting plaques, you know? Like I want to vlog that whole experience yeah. for people to hopefully go back and be able to enjoy one day. I, there's, I think there's just so much value in that too. Like even more so than the tutorials, just to see what it's like. Like obviously daily vlogs are hard, but just to see like what you're doing aside from what you want to put out. You know what I'm saying? Because it's different yeah. once you get on and then you go back and you're like, and you highlight certain moments. But to be able to watch the come up, you know, not knowing when the pop is going to happen, that's that's something different. Yeah, because like you never know when it's going to happen. Dude. Like I... I I, I kind of doubt it's going to happen in like the next year or two for me just because of where I'm at right now. But um, Russ talks a lot about like how it took him like 10 years to get on. Like you don't get to see the failure behind it. And I think that's an important part of the journey because people get so discouraged when things aren't happening for them. Like you have to put in some time. And like, yeah, you can be successful and create a career quickly. But it's just, that's oftentimes, it's just not the case for people. And they want, they'll give up because it gets too difficult at a certain point. But if you vlog that entire journey, then at some point, somebody's going to be discouraged and they'll be able to look back and see like, damn, dude, it took them four years to have a moment. And that moment flopped. And it took them three more years after that to create any amount of success, you know? Yeah. And I, th- I think that's one of the most important parts of like the daily vlogs. And or not daily, but you know, vlogging consistently and yeah. like vlogging almost every moment that happens. I think it, uh, I think it was really interesting that you mentioned uh, people not seeing the, the journey and getting discouraged because a lot of what people see is, you know, a clip of a music video or something blow up on Twitter or Instagram. And then everybody wants to call that person an overnight success because this is the first that they've heard of them, not knowing like in Russ's case that, he was eight years, eight or nine years into his journey already. And he was just getting uh, what was due at that point. But people don't see that and they don't understand. And then so you have some kid who's making music for a year or so and nothing happens. But what they think is, oh, you upload a song and then it blows up on Twitter and then you've made it. And they don't really understand the process. And see, what's frustrating about that is that has been the case for a couple rappers the last couple of years. Like, I think it was Lil Xan. He's only been rapping for two years. And he's already like a world-renowned rap star, you know? Yeah. And he's literally been rapping for two years though. Like that's crazy. And that's like, that's that, it's an anomaly to get to that level of success, but that is an anomaly among anomalies, you know? Absolutely. Like that just doesn't happen for anybody. Yeah. 
So it, it it's kind of it's just crazy, dude. You never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to blow. That's why you, like, you just got to make as much content as you can and push it out. Of course. I think it's really unfortunate. And I think you see this in music more so than anything else. But when you have people who get on and what they talk about is, oh, I've only been doing this for X amount of time or, oh, like, I'm not even taking this seriously. I, I saw a clip of an interview uh, for 6 9 6 9 Yes. And I hate, yeah. I hate him. I think his music is garbage. But yeah. like, that's got to be super discouraging to see somebody who is always in the media spotlight, uh, who's making a ton of money, who's in, really in the game to say, nah, man, this is a joke. Like, I'm not even taking this seriously. That's yeah. just super unfortunate. Yeah, that was, that was awful to see. And it's just, because he is enjoying the success and people are giving him a platform to, I mean, they're just listening to him, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, why, why give somebody like that even the time of day? It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about your goals for, you know, this next year, near future. Um, for me, I think the most immediate goal is have a successful YouTube page. Like I want to be able to have, I want to get that first 1K. That's the, like the first goal, obviously. But like, I think the next 10K is going to be super important, super crucial for me. So I think that's the main focus. I shouldn't say the main focus, but it's like, one of those goals that I really want to achieve in the next year. And I think it's definitely doable. Uh, I just need the content and the consistency to get there. But then the other aspect, the other hand is uh, really pushing music. I've been pushing my producing a lot for a, a long time now, but I want to push my actual music. And I mean, the way I'm going to do that is by shifting the focus of my YouTube channel to not just the producer, but the producer and the, mu- and the artist. Because there's not, I don't think there's a lot of that on YouTube. Um, like there's a lot of producers on YouTube, but there's not a lot of artists and producers. And there's some artists, but again, like the the combination of both really isn't that common. And the people who do have that, they're not documenting it. They're not putting it out there right now. Or like they put out the producing side of things, but then they keep the artist part of it under wraps because that's, I don't know, more secretive or whatever. So I think um, by shifting my YouTube to that focus, I'm f- filling a niche that hasn't, been filled, but I think needs to be filled and growing the YouTube. And I'm focusing on the music itself because like I spent all of freshman year of college learning, growing and producing and I mean all of last summer too. And so I think I need to shift focus and not forget about producing. Obviously like they go hand in hand together, but get this year, um, really learn the songwriting tips, learn vocal control, breath control, just like everything that goes into writing and making and performing a really good song, you know? Yeah. So that's where I see the next year going. It's just like really pushing the YouTube and really pushing me as an artist and not just as a producer, which is kind of, they're going to go hand in hand now. So that's really where I see the next year going. But I don't necessarily see anything popping off. I I just like, I just want to make music, you know? I I have good songs in me. I have the ideas there. I just want to push it out. Yeah, you're just in your building stage kind of right now. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, from outside looking in, just kind of on your progress, uh, you've made huge strides in production in the past, I don't know, a couple months, not a couple months, but quite a few months to a year at this point. And I think that uh, you're really going to hit a different level once you start putting that focus onto the songwriting and performing and stuff. Um, But I don't think that 
because you mentioned that you didn't want to forget about producing, but you've kind of like you've learned it and you're at a point where you can maintain the level that you're at with producing right now. See, and that's where I was on bringing up your songwriting, you know? That's where I was getting stuck though. Because the other day I was like, I was texting you. I was like, I don't actually, I don't remember if I was texting you. I might've been texting my girlfriend about it. But I was just like saying, like, I'm not good enough yet. Like production wise, I'm just, I'm not there to a point where I'm going to pop off for just making good beats yet. Like, and it's not for a lack of trying. It's not for a lack of learning, but it's more of just experience. Like it's just going to take time to get to that point because people who are really, really good and popping off on like their YouTube channels, like they've been making music for years and years and years. I've been doing this for like a year and a half, two years now, you know? Like I just, I don't have the experience or the talent yet to just make music that pops off like that. So, um, like it's interesting that you say like I can maintain that level of production that's good and then increase my songwriting ability. But like, I don't think I have the choice to, to settle for what I have in production. Like I'm going to have to keep learning. I'm going to have to keep making beats every single day and figure out a way to introduce the songwriting and all of that to a point where it gets, or where it's getting done at the same level, but I'm not losing anything on the production side of things. Yeah. And I think that um, maybe once you get kind of both of your skill sets to the same level is where you can push both of them beyond that, you know, once they're kind of even and you don't have to focus on bringing one up to the level of the other. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I have, I've been, I don't know, kind of going back and forth on that because uh, it's just like, it's learning a new skill, you know, like you, you can't, learn any new skill quickly, you know? And it's not like I have experience like in choir or anything like that. Like I'm starting basically from scratch and just, all right, I want to be the best at this. It takes a lot of freaking time, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. So um, how about you? How about yourself? Where is your next year in photography going to take you? That's a great question, man. I don't really know. My... Uh, I don't really have any goals, like, uh, numbers-wise, I guess, for social media. Um, I just want to continue to get better, as always. Uh, shoot more than I ever have. Uh, and travel more, too, for 2019. Yeah, what are all your plans for traveling? Because I know you've been making crazy plans, but I don't really know what they are. Yeah, so I uh, I just got back from Seattle uh, this past weekend. That was a cool trip, but it ended up being a little bit of a bust uh, content-wise. But, you know, what can you do? Um, I'm going to Chicago the weekend after Thanksgiving. And I'm planning a trip to Utah the weekend after that. And then I'm going to go to Joshua Tree in California the weekend after that. Um, which should be really good. All three of them. I've heard of Joshua Tree. Where's that? It's in California. Uh, it's like north. It's like It's like in the middle of California. It's so like inland. Um, but a little bit further north than the spots that we would frequent. So like, you know, north of SoCal, or of SoCal excuse me, uh, but it's not NorCal, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, those three trips are going to wrap up my 2018. And then 2019, I just want to get out more. Um, Canada, Banff National Park, huge kind of hotspot yeah, for yeah. photos. Uh, that's my main travel goal for 2019, but I'm sure I'll hit some other places. We'll just kind of see what happens. Yeah. Um, but 
How far is Yellowstone from Vegas? Yellowstone. That's a great question, man. I don't really know. I think that'd be a really good trip to, for you to hit up too. It would be, yeah. And I definitely want to hit up uh, Yosemite too. And the Grand Canyon. Like you could do that in like a day. Yeah. Because the Grand That's Canyon like a, is... Uh, like three and a half hours, four hours from there? Yeah. Three, three and a half, I think. Yeah, you could do that in a day, honestly. Absolutely. The problem with this now, since my focus is portraiture, is just getting people to go with me, you know? Which is like, that's crazy, dude. Like, I would always be down to shoot if somebody, like, wanted, wanted me to shoot with them. Like, I would, like, 100% every single time they just go. Man, you would think, like, I've hit up so many people just offering to take pictures of them, like, for no sort of exchange. I'm just like, hey, do you want to shoot? And... Lately, I've had more people say yes, and it actually comes to fruition. But you get people who are like, yeah, I'm down. And I'll be like, okay, like, when are you available? And they're like, oh, I'll let you know. And you never hear back from them. Yeah. Or they just don't I, respond. And it's like, wow. That's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I, just going off what you said about like people saying like they'll get back to you. Man, if you really want to make plans with somebody, like make them on the spot. Even if you have to make the plans like two or three weeks in advance, like just make them on the spot. Like you're going to forget about it. So you're not going to do it later. So like, I don't know. I just always think like if you want to actually like meet up with somebody, whether it's just like catching up with old friends or like it's a business meeting, just schedule it on the spot because you won't do it later. Yeah, definitely. I think that the, oh, I'll let you know or oh, I'll get back to you. Like, I don't even know. 75% of the time, that line of communication is dead. Like, those yeah. lines aren't getting made. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. I definitely want to get into video. Uh, video more this next yeah. year. That's super important. Uh, but that's about it, man. Just get better. That'll be, that'll be a huge skill to learn. Because, like, video editing is so, so different. Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't say different than video photo editing because I don't really know. But, like, that was that took me forever to, like, even understand the basics of it. And I still, like, there's still so much to learn. Yeah. Like, I had to do a little bit for the couple of vlogs that I have done or, like, just, you know, the videos that I've done. Oh, my God, dude. It's it's a pain. It is hard to do. It's so different. Like, I don't think that photography is one-dimensional at all, but it is definitely one-dimensional in comparison to video editing. Like, it doesn't yeah. even come close in complexity. Yeah. So that'll be fun for you to challenge or to take on though. Do you have like all the gear you need to do that? Or like, are you going to have to make a couple upgrades? I mean, I'm shooting on a Canon 6D right now, uh, which is not the best video camera. But considering uh, the only video work I've done in the past is on my iPhone, it's enough to get started with. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know. I'll probably upgrade my camera at some point uh, during 2019. Um, and get something that's really meant for both photo and video. But I can definitely, I can definitely do a lot more than what I'm doing right now with the gear that I have. Yeah, I got you. So we kind of talked about short-term goals, talking in the now. Uh, let's talk about long-term goals for both of our careers and for this podcast. We'll start with the podcast then, because like we've been a minute since we talked about it. Um, well, I mean, we didn't really talk short term goals for the podcast, so let's like it's just hit both of those right now. Oh yeah, like, totally skipped over that. I forgot. So, I mean, I'm hoping that this is hitting a steady, I don't know, like 
750 to 1,000 listeners per episode, hopefully, by like, I don't know, episode 10. And like, we're hoping to go weekly with this, with this podcast. So episode 10 is going to put us like right about the end of the year. Um, but that's, that's where I see that happening um, short term. But if not, just like that's, you know, same, same goal as like the YouTube thing. I just want to hit like that thousand, that first thousand. That'd be a really cool moment for us. Yeah, man, I agree. Um, Long term though for the podcast, one one of the things, one of the sayings out there that I really identify with, I shouldn't say identify with, but like I feel is like undeniably true is that you become the average of the five people you spend the most time with, right? Absolutely. And for me personally, like I'm not, I'm not an introvert in the sense of the word, like I get drained by other people, but um, I, I just, I don't want to give time to people and relationships that I don't see a lot of value in, you know? So like I was in an organization last year as a freshman and it, it was just a social club. And those people like they, they they are here to study a degree and like do well and whatever, but like not too many of them actually had aspirations that I could identify with. They were just like, yeah, I'm here to get my degree and then I'll go work and that, that'll be my life. And I'm like, I want so much more than that for myself. And my, my path is just going to take me in such a different direction from that. Um, so for those people, like I'm not getting a lot of value out of that relationship slash friendship. So I don't want to give a lot of time to them. And so because of that, in the way that I was isolating myself struggling with school, getting adjusted to college from high school and spending so much time working on music. I was super isolated. I didn't have a lot of friends, didn't have a lot of people to talk to on a regular basis. Um, but to like make up for that, that other, the other people who were averaging into the person that I was were coming through podcasts, was coming through the, I, I mean, I almost want to say relationships I was forming with those people. One of the biggest being Gary Vaynerchuk and his podcast because he was super impactful, super motivating, offers tons of good advice and all of it's for free. So I would just listen to a podcast, I would say like one or two on a weekly basis all last year. And that really played a big role in the person that I was aspiring to be. And I want to be able to provide that same kind of thing with this podcast. I want to be able to, for somebody who is in a similar situation to that, to be able to listen to the podcast and be like, wow, like I'm super motivated from that. I'm super um, I, I can identify with everything that he's going through and with everything that he's doing. And I can apply it to what I'm doing too. So like that's that's the ultimate goal for this podcast for me is just that somebody can get enough value out of it that it, it I don't want to say it becomes them. It just, it influences them in a really positive way and can be, uh, I, I'm not sure how to phrase it, but like, just be a valuable source, a valuable resource for them to recuperate with or motivate themselves, you know? Yeah, I feel that. I think uh, I think that one of my two goals for this podcast uh, is to inspire, which is just uh, what you said in short, um, just because yeah. I think about how I, there are a few people who I would consider huge inspirations in uh, what I've done. And if you really find somebody that you resonate with and that inspires you, that can really change the course of your life. So I think that uh, it would be really cool if we could be those people for somebody, even anybody, yeah. person. Yeah. Um, and then my other goal is just to form a community, really. 
um, and a community of people who are buying into the same sort of ideas. I think that the always create is something that anybody can get on board with, as we kind of talked about earlier. Um, and just to, just to have that community, like I've seen, like we see with the people who follow Gary or, uh, you know, even subscribers you know, on YouTube, like that is yeah, a like, big community. The huge community for Gary um, isn't even with Gary himself. His his videographer, David D... Or, I don't even know if his name is David. I just, I don't know why I pulled that from. But his name, he goes by D-Rock. D-Rock. Um, he has a huge follower base that are mostly like other people in video. And so on Twitter, like so many times people would just be like, hey, D-Rock, like I need this person to do this in X area, whatever. And he retweets it, quotes it, whatever. And it's like, hey, does anybody like need some work done? Yeah. Or is looking for work? And like, I would love to have that kind of community. Not that kind of community in the sense that like, I'm going to hook a bunch of videographers up with work or anything. But like just that community is super powerful and I would love for that to happen here too. Yeah. That'd be super awesome. Cause like it is, it's it's super like the idea that everybody can create success for themselves at any moment, every moment is an opportunity to create a positive impact on somebody's life where like everybody can get on board with that and we can all support each other in our goals um, and how we create that opportunity for ourselves, you know? Like, so I'm like, I'm super excited for creating that community too. And like, I would love for that to start forming. Like I'm after this episode. Hell yeah. Yeah. I think that like even just like our goals for the podcast just feed back into the name because like, you know, you could have somebody watching and let's say we did something similar like uh, D-Rock did. You know, we're looking for someone to do something or somebody else is looking for work and you retweet that and that's creating an opportunity, whether it be for us or for a listener or whoever. Yeah, yeah. So I think- Opportunities everywhere, man. Absolutely. Absolutely everywhere. Oh, so let's segue into uh, your long-term goals for your life and your career. I mean, I kind of touched on it already, but like my biggest ultimate long-term goal is I want to be on stage performing. And the moment, the moment that I realized that was the ultimate goal for me, um, what summer was this? I think it was the summer going into senior year of high school. I saw a bunch of concerts. I think I saw like Kanye West. I saw Jeezy Logic. Um, Panic at the Disco. And I think one or two others. I can't remember for sure right now. But while I was at the GZ Logic concert, it was their Endless Summer Tour. Um, it was in the Woodlands at the Pavilion. And Logic had a great show. I wasn't a huge fan of Logic before, but then after that show, like I really liked his music quite a bit. Um, but I was super excited for GZ because he has a song Forbes List. Or it might just be Forbes. I think it's just Forbes. Um, and it goes so insanely hard. I was super stoked to see that in concert. Like, I just wanted to hear that, see like the crowd resonate with it. And, uh, I was, I was in the general admission on the lawn, which is at the top of the, the, uh, of the pavilion. So I could see pretty much the entire crowd and just his entire performance. People were going absolutely insane. They knew every single word. They were just they were so in the moment. The energy there was so absolutely insane. And that's how it is at most concerts. Not every concert, but most of them, people are super passionate about the artist, the music, and they want to be there. They've resonated with the music emotionally. And they have the connection this that can't be broken with that song or with that artist. And it was just in that moment at that GEZ concert where I noticed that was... That's what I want. I want people to feel that emotional connection to my music. I want them to know the words. I want them to come to my shows. And I want them 
to just be like absolutely psyched out of their mind to be there, you know? So that's that's the ultimate goal is to go on tour and people to show out and like enjoy it, you know? And that was kind of reiterated for me. I went to ACL for my birthday uh, last year, turning 19. And I saw Russ there. And he wasn't like the headliner because he he was still still popping off, you know? And he was like the middle of the freaking day. And I swear, every single person that was there at that moment was at that show. And I had no idea because I, I was pretty close to the front. But then he posted the video of it on his Twitter account afterwards. And dude, like there were thousands and thousands of people there. And every single person there knew the words, it seemed like. Yeah, I remember and then, seeing that video going around. He tried, like ACL tried to cut his his set because he was going over time. And he ran back out on stage. Like he'd left. I think somebody like pulled him off stage. And then he came back out. No audio. And we did, like he performed without any audio the entire uh, What They Want song. And like the entire crowd was just going absolutely crazy, bro. It's like that just like reiterated that like that's the ultimate goal for me. It's just go on tour. People love it. I love it. Like that's that's what I want. So that's the ultimate goal for me, music wise, life wise. You know, just you know, make money, feel comfortable, be able to do whatever I want. Because like I mean, honestly, that that's a big one actually. Just in general, it's just being able to do what I want. You know, yeah. I don't want to be locked into like a super rigorous schedule that I'm living based out on somebody else's wishes because like I want to live I want to I have to have a schedule I have to have some structure in my life or else I'm going to be super unproductive usually but I need to be able to do it myself I need to be able to I'm a super big self-motivator I can do that and but I don't want to work on somebody else's schedule I want to work on my own schedule so that that's the other ultimate goal for me outside of music is just get to a point in my career, in my life, where I'm doing what I want. I'm living life on my terms. That's that's kind of it for me. I definitely understand that feeling. I, that's my biggest goal for sure. Um, because one thing that I've learned about myself over the past couple of years is it is really hard uh, to find motivation to do something that I don't care about or that I don't want to do. Yeah, yeah. And so I mean, that's kind of, at, kind of where I'm at with school right now. Like, it's so hard to like, get up, go to class, be motivated to get my stuff done just because like, it's not that I don't see the value of it. Like I I want to be here. I want to get the degree, but there's just so much more opportunity outside of school right now, you know? Yeah. So like, it's super hard to stay motivated for that. But like the motivation is that if I don't do well in class, then I have to spend a lot of time outside of class, which takes away from music. So it's a big battle there. But gotta work not work for yourself but you gotta be able to work on a, your own schedule you gotta do be able to do what you want when you want it you know yeah I, and I don't think that you can uh, you can't really trade that value of just being able to do whatever whenever for anything else especially uh, if you're at a point where you have a lot of family around you you know just to be able yeah, to spend time yeah. with them and not have to worry about being gone all day working you know a job that maybe you don't even like 100% I would honestly I would take 50k paycheck over 100k in a year if I was working on my own schedule if I was doing something that I cared about. Yeah. Like every time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So what are what are your other long-term goals then? I just want to get better. I don't ever want to stop getting better. Um get better. I you know what? Something that's really big for me which um 
I mean, this might be kind of odd, but I, I really do like Vegas, but I don't like hot weather. Uh, and that doesn't go together. So I want to be able to go somewhere else, not necessarily have a house, um, but just be able to work somewhere different during the summer so it's not so hot. Because these 120 degree temperatures don't agree with me. You know where it's not that hot? Where? Colorado. Nah, man. Colorado's Dude, not Dude, Colorado's it. the move, bro. I don't know what the hell you saw or what you did over there. It's really not. When you man. went. Well, like, dude, I freaking love Colorado. Colorado is nice. Uh, I'd be down to visit. I, I wouldn't ever want to live there. I think you're tripping, bro. It's just, you got you to take weird, another visit. Man, I don't know. What? Uh, it's, Calif- it's California with mountains. Like, that's all it is, bro. No, it's not. It's, it's a totally different vibe. I don't know about that. What, uh, what, part, of Cal- or what part of Colorado is the School of Mines in? Uh, so Denver is kind of central. I think it's a little bit eastern, a little bit northern, but like pretty close to the center of the state. Um, and School of Mines is in Golden, which is like Golden. I think thirty or what it was. Yeah, thirty or forty-five northwest of Denver. So uh, when I went there, it was for a track meet. We flew into Denver, drove to Golden, stayed in Golden. Golden is terrible. That's the worst little town. Yeah, ever. I mean, I wouldn't. I mean. Yeah, I wouldn't want to live there. Um, but we were in Denver for one night. It was after the meet, I believe. We had a free night before we had to leave. Um, and even Denver wasn't that spectacular. Like, it was, you know, it's a city, so it's cool. But it was just, it was a weird little city, man. I don't know. I mean, yeah, you can't live in Colorado to be in a city. Like, you're definitely going to want to be there to be a nature geek. Be always outdoors. Like, that's, that's you can't live in Colorado and not want to be outdoors. So... It's a different experience, but yeah, yeah, for sure. I love Colorado, bro. Every time I go, I, like, I enjoy it so much. I think maybe if I went there and got to experience more than Golden, because like we were staying in Golden and our two day meet was in Golden, so the majority of my yeah. time was spending Golden, and I'm just like, wow, this is not, this is not it. Yeah, definitely different. I think that about wraps up our podcast for the day, man. Yeah, I, I can agree. Feel like a natural, natural ending. Uh, so I just want to like thank everybody who's listening right now. Really appreciate it. If you guys would be so kind as to go and leave a review on whatever uh platform you're listening on. If you're listening on the Apple iTunes podcasting app, please leave a review. It would be really appreciated. Uh, make sure you hit us up on social media. We'll get back to you. It's uh, at underscore always create on Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook. Is there anything else out there? Uh, I think that's about it for as far as reaching. Yeah, out. that's about it. Uh, so yeah, uh, at underscore always create. Um, hit us up. Use the hashtag how I create. Let us know how you create opportunity and success for yourself. Uh, I had a really awesome time today, and I'm super excited about. You know, this podcasting journey, bro, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Only up from here, man. Only up from here, bro. You know, like my favorite saying right now? What is it? It's only a matter of time. Only it's a only a matter of time. time. I love that. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. All right. So uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thank you, guys. We'll catch you in the next episode. Peace.